You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have Jason Cook joining us in the studio. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, Tabitha. It's good to be in the studio again, although I've been in the studio quite a bit this week. Yeah, but today you are you're switching roles. I'm on the other side again, <laughs> definitely on the other side. Oh, it's good to have you, Jason. I hope you've had a good week so far. Uh, yes, it's been busy, but uh, it's all been good. Okay, and um, so Jason will be continuing with this series that we started last week. Um, it's called Connecting the Dots, and uh, this is the second episode. And uh, this series um, is just about having various presenters um, sharing their testimonies and experiences relating to real life and um, their faith. And uh, we have Jason doing the first three episodes, and then we'll having we'll be having different uh, people coming in. Um, and um, so, Jason, uh, did you want to give a recap of what you shared last week on the first episode of Connecting the Dots? Um, I believe you talked about uh, the Big C part mm. one. Yeah. You know, I was, I was uh, thinking about the Big C later, and I was thinking about other things that it could mean. You, we've just lived through two years of coronavirus. It could have been talking about coronavirus, but it wasn't. Mm. Uh, it's been my journey with cancer, and uh, specifically with melanoma, that started all the way back in two thousand and eight. And uh, I guess uh, just in in summary, um, some of the points that we covered last week that, uh, you know, God doesn't always take away challenges in our life. And uh, one of the challenges that I've faced has been uh, dealing with this cancer. And, uh, you know, it's come back a few times. I was anointed. Um, I felt that God had told me through that anointing process that I was healed. And then later the cancer came back again, and that was confusing and disappointing. Mm. And uh, I had to make some big decisions as part of uh, my journey, you know, in the middle of it um, with uh, do we uh, take on a a project to build our house? And, uh, you know, that was a big commitment. And, you know, when when you're in the middle of something like cancer, it can be quite... Uh, disconcerting and and uh, there's a lot of uncertainty there mm-hmm. but uh, you know through prayer and um, discussion with my wife we decided to proceed with that um, we, we looked at the story of Job and that was uh, um, a, a really fascinating story I really appreciate this this journey through cancer has really helped me appreciate the story of Job and uh, particularly to understand that there is a spiritual battle going on behind the scenes and mm-hmm. and we we often have uh, the consequences of those spiritual battles play out in our lives through um, physical things that that occur to us. And I believe that, um, you know, things uh, like cancer can be uh, perhaps behind the scenes. If we could see what was going on behind the scenes, perhaps we'd see similar things to what we read in the book of Job where Satan's trying to pull us away from God but uh, God wants us to lean into him and to trust him more fully um, through all of the circumstances that we face. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think finally we finished up last week with you know, the, the promise that with God anything is impossible and that he's specifically talking about our salvation because we can't save ourselves, but with God anything is, impossible, is possible. It's possible, yes. Mm. I noted that. Um, yeah, you just don't realise how... 
how much um sharing your story or um how much in if impacts it can have on other people because um you know it can inspire someone out there who's going through a hard time or even just help people to look at their situation in a different perspective and uh, we just thank you Jason for um sharing this story with us and just to remind our listeners um that you can listen to um, our programs through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. Um, that is faithfm.com.au, which you can download from the um, Google App Store. And also our show number is um, 048-880-891. Um, feel free to text in, in any questions, um, any feedback or answers to the questions that we have. And I will respond to them um, as we go. And we've got a we've got a good uh, free book offer today. We're we're just giving away three copies of our book today. So listen in carefully for the code when that comes. Mm, yeah. So what do you have for us today, Jason? Well, this is part two of uh, the journey, and um, obviously we're we're talking about my journey with cancer. So um, we're going to continue on, and uh, I'll just uh, remind our listeners where we finished up. It was about 2015, 2015, where I had another surgery through another recurrence that had come back, and all of these uh, tumours that had uh, happened were either on my scalp or near my scalp, and the first one was actually in my uh, upper neck area. So... Um, yeah, in, in 2015, I had another tumour removed and I had a scan, a full body scan to see whether the cancer had moved anywhere else in my body. Uh, and it was all clear apart from the, the one tumour that had uh, recurred in my scalp. And so I had that had that surgically removed. And um, hmm. yeah, I guess that was a relief for you that they found no other cancer. Um, is there more? to your journey with cancer that you'd like to share with us? I suspect there must be because we've got another series, another program to go yet and, uh, and of <laughs> and course just the, started. the rest of the story today. So, <laughs> yes, so in a way up to 2015 was just the beginning of the journey. So, But uh, before I go on and tell, uh, talk more about my story, I just want to share a story of a friend of mine. And uh, at the beginning of um, 2017... Uh, I met a man, he, he attended our church, he came to our church. He'd been uh, searching, I guess, for a real uh, spiritual home and he, fa- he, he, he said to me that he felt, he felt that he really found his home at, uh, at our church and mm. I got him well with him. Uh, he was a little bit older than me but uh, he was a musician and uh, uh, I'm also a musician and so we had lots to talk about and we... Um, you know, did Bible studies, he came to our Bible study groups and it was great to to meet this guy and it turned out he was actually somebody who had played with some famous uh, Australian artists around Australia. Um, John Farnham actually was one of the people that he had played uh, guitar with in one of his bands. So this was in his uh, prior years before he'd met, uh, you know, met God and met Jesus. And um, But I, I developed a close friendship with him and we decided uh, or I asked him if uh, he would come and record some music with me um, I, I love to uh, tap into the talents of, of wonderful musicians and mm. and so he did he came and recorded and and during that process I I could see that something wasn't right he had a lump on his neck and he never talked about it but um, eventually it did come up and uh, 
I found out that he had uh, some tumours on his neck and uh, it turned out that it was another form of skin cancer, uh, not melanoma. It was called Merkel cell carcinoma. And uh, that's even more rare. And um, and at that time, particularly, I'm not sure, I haven't followed the research recently, but there was very little they could do to help him. And uh, it was very hard uh, sort of uh, being a friend to somebody who uh, was going through something that was very close to my heart because, you know, I had also mm. had challenges with cancer. And... Um, we recorded a song together. We uh, we spent time together. We shared and we uh, studied the Bible together. And eventually, he did end up in um, the hospital where they uh, we they send you when you're going to die, basically. And um, and I visited him often there. And it was so hard to see him deteriorate. And uh, he was such an enthusiastic and you know uh, a positive sort of guy. And, you know, we I would go in and we'd read scripture passages together. It was in uh, 2017, in around early December, that he eventually passed away. And uh, I spoke at his funeral, just sharing the short time, you know, that I'd known him and that I'd got to know him. And uh, in particular, we we shared a song that um, we recorded together. And I'm really glad that I did uh, get some of his uh, guitar playing recorded. Mm. But during that sharing time, you know, um, those last uh, weeks of his life, you know, I, I spoke to him and he had this dream of teaching people guitar and, and uh, putting together some videos and, and teaching materials, mm-hmm. and he never got to realise that dream mm. uh, because his his uh, cancer was uh, taking over. Mm. But uh, I really I really hope that uh, this can happen, or I believe that it can happen. But uh, I, I said to him, when we uh, meet up in heaven. Mm. I want him to teach me how to play guitar because mm-hmm. I don't play guitar. I play other instruments, but I don't play guitar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really want to learn how to play guitar from an expert. And uh, so um, we wrote this song around that same time and uh, he recorded the guitar on it. And the song sort of relates to um, that journey that we all go on and ultimately the period of time that that the bible talks about where we will actually go back to heaven to be with god where there will be no more death there'll be no more sickness no more pain no more sorrow and uh that's what this uh song that we're going to play soon is about Mm. and uh there's just a passage before we go into the the song that says do not let your hearts be troubled trust in god and trust also in me Mm -hmm. there is more than enough room in my father's home if this were not so would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? Mm. When I, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you'll always be with me where I am. And that's from John 1 to 4. So this song is sort of around that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of about that waiting time. And uh, I hope uh, our listeners enjoy the song that um, uh, Linda Story and I wrote and uh, John, my friend, mm-hmm. recorded guitar on as well. Mm, yeah. Um it sounds I may his soul um continue resting in Jesus and um 
just um we have a listener question before we listen to this song um if you have had a friend or loved one pass away how did you deal with the loss um please text us your responses um to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one um and this song is he will come as um jason said by jason cook and linda story
That was He Will Come by Jason Cook and Linda Story, a very beautiful song. Um, Jason is very passionate about music and he sang a few other songs um, other than this. Um, what songs have you sang, Jason? Oh, there's been a few. Um, there's one called Holy Holy, Creator of Time, which uh, we've played we've here before. Played, yeah. And another one that's called, um, I'm just trying to think of the title of it. It's mm. about prophecy. Oh. Uh, how did he know? It's the uh, title of the song there. Yeah, there's been two other ones that we've played. Yeah, very beautiful songs, and um, also um, Jason, uh, John was playing guitar. Um, the Jason's friend who passed away. Um, in that song, um, you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM, and uh, we're talking with Jason. Um, and he's sharing his story or his journey on cancer. And uh, before we went for a break, I asked a listener question, and um, I'd like our listeners to share with us. Um, if they've had a friend or loved one pass away, how they coped on, how they, they dealt with the loss, um, text us your responses to 0488-880-891, um, and we'll be able to share them on air. Uh, Jason, we've just heard about your friend, um, who passed away from a different form of cancer. Um, how does your story go from here? Well, it was uh, in December 2017 that uh, John passed away, and it was also December, just a few weeks later, that uh, I found a lump near my left collarbone. And uh, I uh, had found lumps before, and so I got booked in to have a biopsy done to find out or confirm what that was. I had a pretty good idea that it was another tumour, but this time it was in a distant location to where all the other things, uh, all the other tumours had been found. And so I sort of had a pretty good idea that uh, this was probably what they call a distant uh, metastasis. And that means that um, it may well have spread other places in my body as well. But yeah, I was, uh, this was between Christmas and New Year when I went for the biopsy. I was at home uh, on my own. My wife was away visiting her parents. And um, I was struggling about this because I, I had a f pretty good feeling as to what that biopsy was going to tell me, and um, I wasn't looking forward to that. Mm. But, you know, that day, the Bible app, I often use the Bible app um, that you can get on your phone, and it comes up with a verse of the day. And the verse of the day was Isaiah 41.10. I'll get you to read that. Mm. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So that was uh, Isaiah 41.10 from the New Living Translation. And, and that gave me some uh, uh, comfort that God was with me, you know, going into this um, this uh, 
procedure, which was to find out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to share the verse with my brother-in-law, and um, he'd sent a text to me, just a, a word of encouragement. And uh, when I went to go back to the verse of the day, you know, the verse of the day had changed, and I think it's because of time zone differences. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next verse that had popped up was this one, which is Isaiah 40, verse 31. Mm. But those who trust in the Lord will find a new strength, will find new strength, sorry. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So uh, there were two verses there that God had given me on that day that I was um, going into this procedure to find out what was going on. And it gave me some encouragement to uh, to trust God. And mm. uh, it was really a promise or a, an, almost an instruction to trust God. Um, the next day I got the results back, which was pretty quick. And uh, it was, as I thought, it was confirming that it was another tumour uh, of melanoma. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, over the coming, uh, weeks and months, I had, uh, the surgery to move that little lump. They did some more analysis on that. And, uh, it, um, yeah, that I guess began my next major (laughs) journey. Mm. And apart from the two verses that you've just shared, um, are there any other scripture passages that um, have helped you or did help you at that time? There have been so many, but uh, I will share another one um, with you this morning. And uh, it, it was it was February around the, about that time that I was having the surgery for the, the small lump that I'd discovered. And um, I was assigned just randomly out of a group of people at our church to lead in a Bible study um, that was coming up in a few weeks' time. And I was assigned a particular day's study, which was uh, a Wednesday. And the chap or the the topic of that study was Second Chronicles chapter twenty, mm-hmm. and it's the story of Jehoshaphat, and uh, where three armies were coming to attack uh, Judah. Mm-hmm. So I'll get you to read some of this out of Second Chronicles chapter twenty. Okay, I read from verse one to four. Um, after this day. Armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Meonites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Um, messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you uh, from beyond the Dead Sea. They're already at Hazazon Tamar. And um, this was another name for Engedi. Jehoshaphat um, was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He, he also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fast, fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. So this was uh, telling me how Jehoshaphat was to face this unwinnable battle, basically. He, he, he turned to the, to the Lord, he turned to God, and he, and he encouraged his people to do the same. Um, we'll just skip over reading, but I do encourage you to open your Bibles if you've got them at home at some point to read Second Chronicles chapter 20. Um, you know, Jehoshaphat prayed to God. He uh, acknowledged who God was, that he was powerful, that he was mighty. Um, he remembered what God had done for them in the past. And he claimed a promise, I guess, or he restated a promise that, that we can cry out to God and... He will hear us and he will save us. Mm. Uh, so uh, in verse 12, um, mm-hmm. the, I'll get you to read verse 12 and then uh, through to 17, actually, 12 to 17. Yeah, sure. 
Oh, oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that, that that's about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking for you for you to help. Um, as all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, the spirit spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah. Um, he said. Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You'll find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz, um, at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. You know, sometimes uh, we face challenges in life that we can't win on our own. And uh, this was like the battle of Jehoshaphat. He, he acknowledged their weakness. He acknowledged their lack of uh, power to overcome this enemy. But they turned to God and uh, and God gave them a message through this, um, this man, Jehaziel. And, you know, they went out as as instructed. They went out. They actually, I, I love this part of this story because it relates to me. Mm-hmm. They sent their singers and musicians out ahead of the army. Instead of the instead soldiers. Of the, <laughs> instead of the strongest soldiers, they sent yeah. the musicians out and they sang. And when they went out, God uh, turned the armies against each other. And so they didn't have to lift a finger. They didn't have to lift a sword. Uh, and God actually fought this battle for them. And, of course, they were victorious and they, they won that battle. So uh, this passage, I was studying the weeks before the next part of my story, and we're going to cover that shortly after the break. Mm. Before we go for a break, just to remind our listeners, um, please share with us any of um, your experiences or if you've had a lo- lost a loved one or um, a friend, how you dealt with that um, loss, um, share with that's on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um this next song is Where There's Faith by Faith First.
Um, where there is faith by faith first and you're listening to Tazian Counties on Faith Faith FM and um Jason is presenting today's program and um he's sharing his journey on on cancer. And um Jason you were talking about the passage of scripture that we were studying. Um that is Chronicle is it Second Chronicles chapter yeah, twenty, yeah. yeah. Um about about the battle battle of Jehoshaphat. Um how did that help you? I think it was preparing me, and I think uh, it's amazing how God goes ahead, and I've seen this so many times in my experience. Um, I had not yet uh, had the full uh, extent or understanding of the full extent of this cancer, but uh, I was arranging to go to Melbourne where I'd, uh, I'd been before with the specialists in Melbourne, and uh, just before I went to Melbourne I had uh, some more scans. And it was the 14th of March in 2018 that I was in Melbourne uh, speaking with the um, specialists over there. And that's when they told me I had around 16 tumours throughout my body 
Uh, it was in my pelvis, back, arms, my adrenal glands, lungs, intestines. Um, you know, the the images were just, there were spots everywhere. And uh, some of them were quite large tumours, like almost the size of a golf ball. I had a tumour in my left lung. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a way, that didn't really surprise me because I knew that this had gone distant from where the original tumours were. Um, but what did surprise me, I had no idea about this at the time, in that uh, they also shared that I had five brain tumours. Um, one of them was fairly large, about two centimetres in size, and the, there were four smaller ones. So uh, that was a little bit of a surprise, um, but uh, I guess we were also prepared. And, and that, that scripture passage that I was, was studying was preparing me for this concept, I guess, of a battle. It was uh, seemingly unwinnable um, with this uh, cancer that had gone right through my body and even into my brain. Back in Hobart, um, I I met with an oncologist there and um, she relayed the messages again about what was going on and the extent of the cancer. And um, she was really quite fascinating because she was quite... uh, um, concerned that we hadn't fully understood the severity of what was going on here and because uh, you know we weren't we weren't um, uh, too emotional um, my wife and I the night we got back from Melbourne we sat down and we we you know we shared our emotions just for 10 or 15 minutes that after getting that news it was quite um, an emotional thing to to process that Mm. but uh the next day when we were seeing the oncologist in hobart we were well prepared and uh i think god prepared us and me particularly with that passage of scripture Mm -hmm. uh the oncologist yeah really really uh couldn't fathom that we weren't more upset about the news Mm -hmm. and my wife in her calm way just um shared with the with the oncologist that uh that we have faith in God and that uh, we leave it in his hands. So, mm. um, I love the way my wife can just gently and calmly say things like that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is really great. So um, I knew that uh, this was serious. I knew that, uh, you know, that the cancer was everywhere. Um, the brain tumours were a very serious um, thing to, to be facing as well. I actually did not ask for a prognosis. I, I never... I never ask for a prognosis because I don't want anyone uh, putting a limit on my life. The mm. only the only being that has the right to do that, I believe, is God. You mm. know, that God is the one who um, has control over my life, not uh, not a specialist, not a not a doctor. And so I never asked for a a, a prognosis. But um, after the event, I I did look up, you know, some some time later. And uh, the average life expectancy of this type of diagnosis is about five months with all of the modern treatments that are available. I was facing um, the first treatment, which was um, radiation treatment. They had to do that in Melbourne, so I went back to Melbourne for that. I was very anxious about that treatment, extremely anxious, and uh, it was because I'd always believed and understood radiation to be a bad thing, and now I was having treatment to the brain tumours. I, I had to trust the uh, the doctors that it was the right thing to do, mm. but I was overwhelmed with fear and anxiety about that procedure. Mm. And uh, on the way to the hospital, on the bus, uh, we got off the plane, got on the bus, travelling to the hospital, 
I was searching through scripture passages that had given me um, hope and comfort in the past, and I went back to that one, Isaiah 41.10, and it was that, that passage about do not be afraid. And, you know, it's interesting that even in the story of Jehoshaphat, the same message comes through, do not be afraid, I will be with you. And uh, But I read beyond that 41.10, and let's just read it now, Isaiah 41.10, 9-13. Um, I have called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, you are my servant, for I have chosen you and will not throw you away. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. See, all your angry enemies lie here, lie there, confused and humiliated. Anyone who opposes you will die and come to nothing. You will look in vain for those who tried to conquer you. Those who attack you will come to nothing. For I hold you by your right hand, I the Lord your God. And I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. Something that day made me read past that original passage. And, you know, this, these words were written um, thousands of years ago for a different time and a different people, but they spoke to me on that bus trip. And God gave me this understanding of, of, of what this was speaking to me right there. And then, first of all, number nine says, uh, verse nine says, that I will not throw you away. You are my servant. That was telling me God had a purpose for me, mm-hmm. yet my time wasn't up. And uh, in verse 13, it talks about how your your angry enemies lie there, confused and humiliated. To me, this gave a perfect illustration of what the radiation treatment was going to do uh, in this case, because the purpose of the radiation treatment is to confuse the DNA of the cancer so that uh, it can't continue to replicate and uh, and uh, the tumours grow bigger and bigger. So it, it immediately gave me this picture. Um, and in, in verse 12, it says, You will look in vain for those who tried to conquer you. Those who attack you will come to nothing. My cancer was my enemy. Mm-hmm. And God was giving me this message and a very clear uh, vision and understanding that he was going to help me through this and that I would actually be healed. That's the message. Now, Mm. what was miraculous at that time was the timing of the message Mm. and two, um, the message itself gave me such peace and I went into that treatment. All my fear and anxiety disappeared completely Mm. and I went into that treatment with zero, absolutely no fear and anxiety. I remember being in the the, uh, machine, strapped down, bolted down and and the radiation beaming in. I could feel it. I could see lightning-type um, things going on in my brain because it the triggers the optic nerves. And it was just, and yet no fear. I had no fear. Mm. Um, that was the first treatment. And then, of course, subsequent to that, I came back to Hobart and I went on to immunotherapy treatment. Uh, and those treatments were not available when I was diagnosed with cancer in 2008. In fact, they only became available in May of 2016 on the uh, Pharmaceutical Benefit Scheme. So May 2016, new treatments were available for people um, for stage 3 unresectable and stage 4 melanoma. Mm -hmm. And so I just uh, praise God that he kept me alive during the period of time where there were no other effective treatments. And uh, and I was here now at stage 4 at the right time where... Um, I was able to go on to these uh, new treatments. Mm. 
Okay, stay with us and um Jason will continue with the sharing after the break. I just want to quickly um remind our listeners of our free book offer which is a book called uh, Passionate Prayer Promises and that is by Brenda Walsh and um Kay Kuzma. Um so these two um authors they have seen God's hand at work in their own lives, in the lives of and in the lives of many others for whom they have prayed. Um true prayer is the answer to whatever life throws at you um, or throws to you. Um, we'll give you the code after the break, um, but for now, let's listen to this song, God Moves in a Mysterious Way by the Lockwoods.
that some um, God moves in mysterious way by the Lockwoods, and you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking. I'm with Jason Cook on his cancer journey. I'm Jason. Jason has been sharing his um story on um how he survived cancer, and um before the break, I promised the co- to give you the code um to claim our free book offer, which is the book um called Passionate Prayer Promises, and the code is connect to connect number two no space in between um send uh that code to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and i'm um, just to remind you we only have three copies to give away so we'll give them to the first three people to text in tech um text connect two to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one um we've had a listener paula um share um something with us um she said Beautiful song, Jason, and our treasured memories of your friend John. Um, my sister has had three cancers of the breast, bowel, and melanoma. She has battled through them all. Recently, breast cancer has returned. Um, she rarely complains. She's always focused on the needs of others. Um, Jason, I think music is very important in the healing process. Um, she loves the piano and was learning the piano when this last cancer hit. Um, your journey is very inspiring and gives me hope for my sister. And God surely works in mysterious ways, just as this song um, mm. um, says. Um, thank you so much for sharing, for yeah. that beautiful sharing. And um, yeah, indeed, music is very important in um, dealing with difficult times. And um, I pray that um, God keeps giving your sister that um, strength and calmness to keep trusting in him. Um, well, I'd, I'd just like to acknowledge too that, you know, dealing with cancer for the loved ones is is really hard as well. But, um, yeah, we, we uh, yeah, we just... Um, Think of your sister, and uh, we'll say a prayer for your sister as well after the our program as well. Yeah, yeah, sure, we will. Um, we will. Jason, last week you talked about being anointed and um, God impressing on you that He had already healed you, but then the cancer came back. Um, you said you would explain your understanding of this. Can you do that now? Yeah, sure. Um, I really felt that God had strongly told me that He'd heal me, and uh, and yet the cancer came back. Um, my friend John, he was anointed. I was part of that process. And he was not physically healed. He passed away. You know, in Isaiah 53, uh, verse 5, it says, By his stripes we are healed. And, uh, you know, it's a, it, is, is that physical healing that it's talking about? Um, I, I believe that uh, God's promise and, and the verses in uh, James chapter 5 it actually says uh, when we pray, this is part of the anointing process, that uh, a prayer offered in, in faith will heal, or in the New King James Version, it actually says we'll save the sick. And uh, it goes on to say, and if you've committed any sins, you'll be forgiven. You know, Jesus' healing was primarily about the spiritual healing, the eternal life that he offers. And so I think sometimes we don't see physical healing in this earth even though people pray and they're earnest and they're faithful, we don't always see physical healing. Uh, and yet God has promised his uh, eternal healing through what he's done on the cross. Mm. So uh, to continue my story um, very quickly, we haven't got much time left, but 
But uh, I went on to have the immunotherapy treatment. Um, immunotherapy is sort of the considered the miracle drugs for cancer, but it doesn't help everyone. Only about 50% of people uh, respond, and of course uh, only about 15% of people have uh, complete remission. And those with brain tumours are even less than that. So, um, you know, the, the prognosis was about 5 to 12 months for my condition. It was about 12, uh, 10 months actually after my treatment started that my oncologist told me I was all clear. Wow. You know, God had delivered on the promises during the those promises that he'd given me on that bus trip through those passages that we read earlier. Mm. During the, uh, the process, I was tempted to doubt, you mm. know, doubt my interpretation of that passage of scripture that God had given me. Mm. But you know, James says, I, I won't read all of this, but James in chapter 1, verse 2 to 17, I encourage you to go and read that. He says, we must believe without doubt. We can't be of two minds because if we're of two minds, then how can we expect to actually uh, have God answer our prayers? We must believe. We must have faith to have uh, God answer our prayers. And, and that was a, a temptation for me was to doubt the message that God had given me. Um, I guess, you know, finishing up, and this is not the end of my story because we've got a part three. <laughs> Sounds like the end of my story because uh, in about February uh, 2019, I was declared all clear mm. and uh, and I'm still here. So, um, but uh, there is more to it, but I'll just um, bring out these points, I guess, from today's program and, and, and last week's that it's a spiritual battle that goes on behind the scenes that we don't see. Um, we, we really can't see what the devil is doing. Uh, he's trying to pull us down. He's trying to get us to turn against God. But when we turn to God through that battle of Jehoshaphat, we learned that it's his battle, not our battle. Christ actually uh, fought for us and won that on the cross. This is the battle for our lives, for our eternity, for our salvation. And, uh, you know, God doesn't want to harm us. He doesn't want to harm us. He wants to heal us. He, uh, But he doesn't always take away our physical problems. Sometimes he goes through the journey with us. He doesn't take it away. And uh, that's sometimes hard for us to accept and understand. Mm. But the big lesson, I guess, that I've learned is that we need to keep trusting God through all the circumstances, regardless of what has happened mm. in our life. Regardless, we need to keep trusting him because ultimately, uh, even though we may be anointed, even though we may be um, healed spiritually through that passage, through the, the passages of Isaiah and the passages of James, it says we will be saved and we will be forgiven but we may not be physically healed in this life. But is this life the most important thing? I, I believe mm -hmm. what uh, God cares about the most, it's not that he doesn't care about our life now, I'm sure he does, mm -hmm. but what he cares about the most is that eternal life that we're going to have uh, to spend with him um, both in heaven and uh, later as he recreates this earth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I guess I'd like to throw out to our listeners, you know, if you've got any questions, um, 
please uh, do text us in on our show number. That's uh, 0488880891. This has just been my experience, and and I just feel amazingly blessed that God has uh, allowed me to keep living. Mm. I'm still here. How long has it been, Jason? Well, 2008 was when my first diagnosis was, and I had 15% chance of living five years. And then, of course, in 2018, hmm. um, the prognosis was about five months. So, And you're still here. I'm still here, hmm. and I'm still clear as far as I know. So, hmm. But I believe that, that God will um, continue to sustain me hmm. as long as uh, he chooses, as long as he's got a purpose for me. Hmm. And we thank God for that. Um, we thank God that you're here with us, Jason. You do a lot of work um, for the church, um, and you're very dedicated in your job and very experienced. I can say you train me in this role, and are you always there to support me? Um, yeah, we just um, God moves in mysterious ways, and uh, we just have to keep relying on Him. Um, just to remind our listeners, um, our book offer um, it's called Passionate. Prayer promises, and um, we only have three copies to give away. Um, text us connect to no space in between to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be able to send the book to you. And just to quickly share this um, verse that I really like from James one verse twelve: God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has um, promised to those who love him. And I'd just like to encourage our listeners that no matter the challenge you're facing, be it a long illness or loss of a job or anything that you feel is overwhelming you, just remember that the battle belongs to God. And um, that's what um, our final song is about. And uh, next week on Monday, we have um, David Leo talking about Know Your Enemy. And um, next week, Jason will be talking about... um, the part three of the big C. Um, this last song is The Battle Belongs to the Lord by Acapel Dridge. Um, and wherever you are, just enjoy the rest of your day and God bless. In heaven beyond, we will enter the land. The battle belongs to the Lord. No weapon that's fashioned against us will stand. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory. Honor, power and strength to the Lord. We sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. When the power of darkness comes in like a flood, the battle belongs to the Lord. He's raised up a standard, the power of his blood. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. We sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. When your enemy presses in heart, do not fear, the battle belongs to the Lord. Encourage, my friend, your redemption is near, the battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. We sing glory, honor. Power and strength to the Lord, and we sing glory.